Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melniki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. Are those numbers still spinning in your head, Robert? Every day, Ali, every day. <laughs> that, 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 that's the life of a bookmaker for you folks, just constant numbers and line changes. <laughs> and I always said, because people say you you age 10 years when you work on Wall Street. Well, I think you age even more working as a bookmaker, because that is a 24-7 job. It is. There is no shutdown. Exactly. Unlike the stock market that, you know, there's a bell that's rung when it's starting. There is no bell. It's just <laughs> it's always there. You're absolutely right. And uh, just because even actually, if you want to go even a little bit more micro, like if you wanted to go and then take a look and say, hey, wait a second. Well, this baseball game just started. Am I shut out? Well, of course not. Hey, just bet live. So there is no there is no beginning. There is no end. It's, you know, of course, you know, it's, it's over when the game is done, but you could pretty much hop into any event that you wanted to at any time now. And it's all international, too. So you have soccer games going on at 2 a.m. our time. So it, it, it literally it's a life that I don't envy. I like betting, but I don't envy being a bookmaker. So props to you, Robert, unintended <laughs> about uh, making all those for us. Nice. Anyway, we have a bit. I know it's a, kind of the slow season when it comes to betting. We really MLB is only the four major sports playing. We do have soccer, we have tennis, we have golf, and weekly MMAs. But let's be honest, Robert. People love betting football, college football, NFL, and I guess you could throw NBA into there too. So we're not at that time yet. But there is a big game coming up in the MLB next week, and that's the MLB All Star Game. And what I correlate the All Star Game to is. Definitely not nearly as interesting or as mass populated watched as the Super Bowl. But when it comes to props, it's pretty much the second biggest prop palooza game of the year. Can you agree with that? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, it's it's the one event that I know I can go and, and put a number on anyone and everyone that's going to be named to the game. You're absolutely right. You know, whether we're uh, going to put up a prop on whether a hitter is going to hit a home run uh, during their appearance at the all-star game in Seattle, or, you know, how many hits uh, or total bases rather, uh, you know, a player will have, you know, that's something that we could also put up, you know, and then of course on the pitching side, it's, it's strikeouts, it's put outs. There's, there's so many ways that you could bet this one all-star game. It's, it's gone far, far beyond just side total and money line alley. It's crazy. And as a, I mean, as a kid, baseball was always my first love in the last, I'd say, probably in the last 10 years, I'd say, you know, football has become my number one sport it used to be number two. But and then I would put college basketball now as my number two. I don't know why MLB has just kind of dropped off for me. I still I'm a Red Sox fan. I still watch the Sox when they play if they're on national TV. I just don't I'm not like like looking to watch the Sunday night game like I used to when I was younger. I think just because with all the rule changes in recent years, it's just been just totally bumbled all over the place. But I remember as a kid watching the All-Star Game, Robert, and that was something that everyone used to just sit down into, into between the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. And we've seen, I used to work at Fox Sports, and we constantly saw every year ratings for the All-Star Game dip and dip and dip. What would be your theory to why that is before we get into the betting? I don't think it's... It's a baseball uh, cited problem, Ali. I, I think it's just society in general. True. Social media has kind of ruined any kind of attention span that we have. And 
where we used to be able to sit down and enjoy a you know two and a half hour, maybe two hour, 45 minute baseball game. Eh, don't really have much time for that anymore. I think it, it's, you know, it, a little bit more speed is what was necessary. And I, I thought maybe Allie with with the rule changes and now with the game average runtime, you know, pretty significantly cut down. I, I thought that maybe that heck I'm even starting to watch some baseball games and I, you know, like it's just not in their completion. I mean, I've got too many events to keep right. track of, but it's, it's, you know, if, if there's a game on and it's worth, uh, you know, having a look at whether, you know, it's, you know, because we have a decision on it or I just want to see, you know, a particular hitter or a pitcher matchup. Um, uh, I thought that, the the pitch clock was the one addition that uh, has helped me watch games a little bit more because I just I want I want to see things happen a little bit faster and I think that that's kind of what happened whether or not you know that's turning everyone back to watching baseball I don't know I I almost wonder if baseball has become more of a regional sport yes uh, and you know then that's just simply the way it's going to be and there's not going to be much of a change there uh, so. Yeah, I, I I I I tend to like I'll lean towards liking the rule changes uh, and uh, I'll just take a look and see how the rest of the season plays itself now. So I was skeptical about the pitch clock. I just I'm a traditionalist when it does come to baseball. I don't like messing with the rules. I will say I don't like the shift rule. I think that it that like that's something as a hitter you need to figure out. Like it, it shouldn't, there shouldn't be that you can't shift to one side to take advantage of someone that's a heavy hitter to the left side or right, yeah. side, whatever it is. I don't like that. I, I think that that rule should be eliminated. I think that's something that the hitter needs to, I, I remember watching David Ortiz would just button down the third base sideline and, and, and get a single on a bunt just to, to get rid, you know, to beat the shift. I think you need to get creative like that. So I don't like the shift change. I do like the pitch clock. I do think that in the few games I have watched this year that it has made the game go on quicker. But in the end, Robert, I've been saying this for years, short in the season. What are you doing playing the World Series all the way in November? I mean, by, by September, I want my football on all day, every day. <laughs> I'm watching football on Thursday night. I'm watching on Monday night. I'm watching it all day Sunday. And I'm watching college on Saturday. There's no room for baseball. I always said that you the, the MLB is really missing a market not having playoff start somewhere in mid-August when there is still it's only NFL preseason people aren't as in tune to that because come you, it used to be you lose them by October now you lose them well before October because Robert we don't get a World Series champion until November like what's your opinion on that I think it's definitely too long, and I I wish there was a a better answer, Ali, as to how we can shorten the season. But we all know money talks, and then right. it's not going to end up in any way shortening. I, I just wonder if maybe you just have two different seasons. I don't know. I'm just you know thinking off the top of my head. I don't know if it's like I think it may have even been mentioned before, where you have like a spring season and a and a summer season. Uh, but I I honestly think that if there's a way to shorten the season uh maybe you you find a way that you could end up having a schedule that's not only concludes like the regular season concludes let's say in you know mid-august uh you know there's enough money to go around I mean, you don't need the gate receipts per se uh you know i i actually think that the vast majority of the money still comes from television uh and and so if if that's where they're concerned about their you know getting their TV dollars, well, 
uh, maybe Major League Baseball could just take control of it on, you know, all over again and just figure out a way to, you know, make sure that the revenue gets shared, you know, appropriately among all the Major League franchises. But I even know from when I worked worked at Fox Sports, like in, in like the divisional round and everything, the especially the wild card game, we're showing those playoff games on like FS1, which is the lesser station to the big Fox station. Same thing, you're seeing stuff on on TBS, TNT. Those aren't like big cable channels that people know. It's not Fox, it's not ABC, it's not CBS. ESPN, I guess you could just throw in there because it's the number one sports network. But like these, and some are on MLB Network too, and not everyone gets the MLB Network. So I feel like you're actually doing yourself a disservice unless because I can tell you that some of those big networks, mid-August, they're clamoring to put a big sport on like MLB playoffs instead of I don't know track and field qualifications, ice skating. <laughs> so I really think that the there just hasn't been enough exploration. I'm sure there's going to be pushback on the players end too. We saw it during the shortened COVID season, which I think also contributes to everyone kind of got a bitter taste in their mouth when the players just wouldn't play because they wanted their full contracts, not prorated. So I know that players aren't going to want to take a pay cut if they have to play 20 less games. But I mean, it, it, if if you're in a ratings decline, unless you do something significant like that, it's just going to keep going and going. I, I think that they're, that MLB is going to become consumed. I think MLS is over going to overtake them soon. I mean, you have big names coming to MLS. You have Messi. You already had some big names before that. I think that MLB is in big trouble if they don't do something soon. But I don't want to get too much into it because this is a sports betting show, and I don't want to just rant about how I don't like how MLB is doing their stuff. But let's get back into the All-Star game and the props, Robert. So I think the big news leading into the All-Star game, we might not have the best player in baseball in the actual game. Is that correct? Yeah, Otani is speaking of a plan as to how to play. I'm not quite sure what that exactly means. He still does have a, you know, a few days before he's got to, you know, officially get scratched, I guess. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he really is the best player. I <laughs> We could debate whether or not he might be the best baseball player ever, uh, you know. But I, I, I really do think that, um, you know, that he's he's, well, I mean, look, he's not going to be pitching, right? We know right. that. So now we wonder, you know, is he going to be able to come in and, you know, get some kind of, you know, at bat? Uh, it would be nice. I just don't know that if if you know, a blister is going to be something that's going to just say, you know what, might just be worth resting for the entire break and then just come right back, you know, a house of fire for the second half of the Angels. I mean, why do all th- these best players get lost in Anaheim? <laughs> like, Otani, Trout, like, they're just buried there, just not not winning or, or anything. It's really a shame. But let's, let's, let's look at some of these props, that, and I want you to highlight some of them. I don't think we don't know the starting lineups yet, correct? Right. So when you're handicapping now, what are you looking at in terms of props? Because let let's give the audience an insight to how a sports uh you know an odds maker makes these. Are you waiting till the starting lineups come out? Because obviously the starters they play about two or three innings each, and then the reserves usually get an inning each. Is that correct? That's that's exactly right. And and even that, I mean I don't I'm pretty certain that if you get named to the all-star game and you're there in Seattle, you're gonna make an appearance one way or another. Uh so count on that and and knowing that 
you, you have to take a look. I mean, if you haven't heard about it, you, you probably could see it if you're into baseball. If you go to baseballreference.com, I use it very, very often. And at this point, it's it's really I mean, <laughs> it's the Braves and the Dodgers against the AL. And, and I don't know if it's going to make much of a difference because of how loaded uh, those two teams are. They're going to have so many uh, players that will be appearing in it. But that being said, Ali, I mean, look at this insane track record. The AL just keeps winning time yeah. and time and time again. It's been like, what, a decade now? Pretty much. It's always it's, it usually goes under if I'm not mistaken is that right robert that's exactly right yeah a lot a lot of them have gotten under and in, in especially in the last few so uh 2018 jumps out uh it was an 8-6 final but yeah seven runs seven runs um three six runs nine runs a lot of them have gone under so if if, if there's going to be an all-star game really early line Right now, I I probably make the AL as a, a very small favorite, maybe like a dollar twenty, uh-huh. uh, with a total somewhere around eight and a half. I was gonna say eight eight and a half seems about right. I, yeah. I think that I would still go under. I think that when you have the best pitchers, especially with all the rules nowadays and whatnot, no shift and everything, right. I think it has cut down on the amount of you know offense that you're seeing on a day to day basis. So I would still lean under, but let's look at some of these pitchers, Robert, that have been selected to the AL and NL respectively. Yeah. Who is your pick to start? So I I probably would want to see, actually, if you can think about how we're looking at the, the pitching leaders, uh, I... <laughs> For me personally, I just love seeing just a, a fastball just come zooming in as as you know it, it, the more hundred mile an hour uh, guns that we see, the better for me. Uh, yeah. How about if we see maybe? Uh, obviously, it's not going to be Otani. How about Elder on the NL? I, I was thinking Elder. I mean, he he's a Brave. Braves were the, the World Series winner two seasons ago. I, I think Elder's a good start, especially if you have a team that's dominated by pretty much just Dodgers and and Braves. You might as well get some of them out of the way. But I mean, is are people going to want to clamor for Kershaw just because it's traditional? How many All Star games has he started? <laughs> Spencer Strider. Stri- I mean, that's another Brave, but I mean that guy's just a strikeout fiend. So I think yeah, I think Elder Strider. Those are two of the ones that that I, that come to mind. Um, for the for the NL, at least for me. Anyone else you throw in the basket? Uh let's see. How about over the AL side? And how yeah, about I some... feel like a little I mean do you go with Valdez with Houston? Valdez or maybe uh I mean what Garrett Cole? Ooh, I, I mean you're talking to a Red Sox fan, but <laughs> no, I mean, Cole's good. He is, I, I was, he is... I, like what top five yeah he's top five in strikeouts he's certainly has i want to call it like a a a fantastic i mean he is eight and two era under three i i i would either start him or we see shane mcclanahan perhaps McClanahan's you got I think you gotta put a raise guy there. I, I think if I'm if I'm the Astro what if I'm you know 
what is it, Dusty Baker, the Astros manager? Right. I think of that I would start McClanahan because that is the best team in baseball right now. You should be representing the best team in baseball by throwing out the f- the first pitch for your league. I would put McClanahan there. I would okay. start. All right, good there. Good there. Back to the NL. I know you you looking at Strider. Uh man. Yeah, I would put Strider. I mean, he he's, you know, he's four he's tied for second in the league with 10 wins. He has the most strikeouts in the league with 155. I'd put Strider. I'd probably put Strider there. It's either that or Zach Gallen, could we possibly see a Diamondback as the starter? <laughs> I don't think so, but I mean, he's, he's deserving. He's got, no, no. He does have 10 wins, and he's you know top five in strikeouts as well. Uh, either way, ho- however it's going to come out, they're all obviously going to be making appearances. All, all the pitchers that we just mentioned are going to be making appearances. Uh, but I, I honestly think we're just going to see <laughs> – a awful lot of strikeouts and an awful lot of home runs is what it, what I'm probably thinking. Uh, so let me ask you, let's talk home run props real quick, because these are pretty popular props. And obviously it's a Hallstar game. People want to see everyone go yard. They don't want, you know, small ball, money ball, whatever you want to call it. Who is your favorite on the AL and the NL to go deep? Like who's going to have the best odds that they're most likely to go deep and then throw in a sleeper after that. Okay. So is insane. I mean, look, he's obviously going to be probably the favorite to win the home run derby. Uh, I'll either go Pete Alonzo or Matt Olson on the NL mm-hmm. with about Garcia on the AL. I'm going to go with Devers as well. So there okay. you go. A little, little, little Boston love for sure, you. <laughs> some Rappy in there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh, and then. Um, what about the whole. Well, it's going to be in Seattle. What about um, any any of the hometown uh, team going to be there? Goodness, to hit something? That's right. Yes. How about. Um, and who's the kid that's. Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez. I think that would be my sleeper. I mean, we all remember him in the home run derby last year. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, well, I would like. I mean, of course. And then Teoscar Hernandez is going to probably, yeah, oh, might make an appearance. He does. I mean, he's up there in home runs as well. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Ooh, I like him. Yeah, I'm just looking I for some so. prices. Yeah, I think Schwarber is a nice pick. If he doesn't strike out all of his times. This is so funny. It's like I'm I'm actually like looking at this like from a horse racing perspective. I just don't want to pick a favorite right now. How about <laughs> like the low well the lone guy that's gonna represent the pirates, Sawinski? Oh, he's absolutely yeah. I, guys, we've been putting him in for uh you know Willie uh you know a yes no home run pretty much every day. He's got 19 already. Yeah. Um uh, I never fault anyone for taking a price on him, definitely. So talk to me about home run handicapping, because obviously on a day-to-day basis, it's more likely someone won't hit a home run than they will unless you're Shohei Hitani. What goes into your mind when you're handicapping home runs? Definitely. Uh, So I want to see kind of like a log. I want to go back to the last 10 games 
that the ball player has had. Uh, is he cold? Is he hot? You know, is he at a, at a rate where you think there was one point where I think it was Muncie that hadn't hit a home run for like 14 straight games. Mm-hmm. And so at some point you're like, okay, this, this guy can hit, we know at some point he's going to hit. And so I feel like the longer that a established home run hitter goes without hitting one, the shorter the number gets for me. I know it should be the other way around. It's like, okay, he's not going to hit one here. Uh, you know, another one, like I, I guess Mookie Betts was another one that was just, you know, it went cold for a bit. But I think that when you set up a proposition on whether or not a, a player is going to hit a home run, I want to take a look at uh, the main things. One, what pitcher is he facing? Two, home or away. Got it. Right. And then three, what's the weather that morning? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. All all three of those go into it. I I, I kind of want to see what's their um their form i I guess to you know go back to the daily racing form i want to see what form they're currently in who they're pitching uh, who's the pitcher that they're going to be facing that day and then uh whether it's home or away alley i would imagine too the ballpark comes into effect like if you're hitting in in you know coors field that's going to definitely boost your odds i would imagine absolutely absolutely so what about when it when it comes to someone like that hits a home run the night before are you gonna then make it harder for the person to hit the next day? Because obviously hitting back-to-back days is extremely tough, correct? It is extremely tough. That's correct. Uh, You would think that they would not. However, things happen for a reason. (laughs) What I like to look at, again, is you know if it's part of a homestand or if it's part of a trip that they're in, and I like the ballpark that they're playing, and it's a little bit more uh, batter-friendly, and then the pitcher is maybe not a top-two rotation pitcher, uh, maybe I don't tinker with the number. Maybe I stay and say, you know, I there there is a there is at least uh, I don't know twenty percent chance, uh, and then you kind of just calculate it out there for you know for a yes no perspective, which obviously is something that we offer at Zen Sports. So you know, I'm never going to go offer a prop where it's just one sided. I, I want to always offer uh, the counter, you know, to any kind of a proposition, so you could bet on or against it. What about, let's move on a little bit, but let's go back to the All-Star game. So one of the interesting bets I used to see is who is going to get the save in the game? Do you still make odds for those? That is absolutely something that could be done. Yes. So really, you, you got to figure out it. And it's, it, it's, it's going to be the last pitcher uh, that's going to be throwing in the game. So you're, you're really handicapping who's obviously, one, not going to be the starter. Uh, two, you're looking for who's winning, right? So actually, if you're looking to correlate it, um, what a great way to you know uh, set up a parlay where you you pick the side uh, with you know a pitcher to pick up that save. Uh, it's already difficult enough just to figure out who's going to get the save on the roster of the winning team. Uh, but if you could figure out who's going to win, plus who's one of the last pitchers to throw, Got yourself a little, uh, um, you know, a little accumulator there, Allie. I know that that's always been an interesting one for me because you usually, you know, whoever's probably leading their respective league is going to be the one to do that. So I would imagine it's you have to pretty much do a coin flip. Who would be your guest this year that if one of the if, for the AL and the NL, if the AL's winning or if the NL's winning, who would get the save on your end? So now let's go with first off, if I went back to my original thought of making the AL the favorite. 
Uh, probably let's take a look at, well, not the starters. Obviously, we're looking at that already got the rosters, actually. So the rosters are just released from Major League Baseball. So if we looked at the the rotation in the AL, how about some... Okay, I'll go with either Nate Iovaldi from Texas mm-hmm. or Kevin Gaussman from Toronto. Really? To get a yes. save? To pick up a save. So it would be a starter. Yes. So what are the <laughs> odds on that? Like, what's the over 0.5 saves for Ivaldi? I would probably think you're you're looking anywhere in the vicinity of 8 to 12 to 1. Oh, wow. That he picks that up. So if I had to go in the NL, I'll go with either Marcus Stroman. I know. Strange. I mean, these are odd. I would think it would be an actual relief person, but. Or give me yeah. Hater. Josh Hader from San yeah. Diego. Yeah, do the Hader. That's a good one. <laughs> How about yours? What about, what about what's like the most interesting prop from your perspective that you can find for the All-Star game? The All-Star game is going to obviously look at you know, the first thing everyone's going to want to do is uh, look for home runs, right? So we can not only offer something where you know, total number of home runs hit in the game. But if you want to go, you know, even deeper and actually saying who will be the first player to hit a home run, uh, you could even get better odds there. That's when I definitely would love to post up. Not only, you know, how many home runs hit in the game, total bases, you know, uh, total stolen bases, uh, but the first person to hit a home run, AL or NL, doesn't matter. Yeah. That's a good one. Because I, I, I will say, like, it. I know I, I usually don't like those shot in the dark uh, props. I come to think, like, in NFL, you always pick the first touchdown score. I think that's just so hard. I'd rather do any time t- touchdown score than than first. But I think for, for the for the all star game. There's not going to be a lot of home runs. It's 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 different than football where you you're only you only have the scores between touchdowns and field goals. Whereas in MLB you could you could score a stolen base when you're still home. You could score on a single, a double, triple home run. I would be I would definitely I would I would take a chance at that. I would I would probably put money on Pete Alonso to hit the first home run. What would that what what odds would that give me? I would say looking at the rotation and, and where he is in the lineup. You know, are between maybe nine to 11 to one alley. Okay. Yeah. Can't ever fault you for that. That's a nice number. <laughs> no, that's a good, interesting one. What about is, would there be a proper who strikes out first? Not what pitcher throws the first strike out. Cause obviously would be most likely the starters, but for what batter will strike out first? No, absolutely. Yeah. That's even better uh, because now you could actually say, well, uh, you know, can I just go and just load up on, you know, who I think is going to be, you know, lining up in the in the batting order. Right. And so we could take a look at, you know, in the NL, for example, it's going to be. Um, don't think that we'll probably see, maybe. a. Well, give me Kyle Schwarber for that. One. I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> him i was actually thinking could it I would possibly actually, be i would actually go both ways i do uh, i i i do kyle schwarber anytime home run plus the first to strike out because he's probably going to get two at bats and That's he's brilliant. probably going to do both 
That is really good. You could actually get both. <laughs> For me, I would probably think that it would either be maybe Acuna or Betts. Yeah, Betts. That would be leading off. Uh, and I'll just probably look for a price and maybe bet both of them and just split it down the middle. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, those are good ones. Well, before we head out, Robert, because I know we're running out of time and everything, you know, give us the most interesting bet you've ever seen anyone place on an all-star game. On an all-star game, someone wanted to bet uh, the alternate run line. Uh, and then add a kicker to it. So, for example, if we were looking at this year's uh, All-Star game, and uh, just off of my theoretical, right? So if we have the AL as a dollar twenty favorite, right? So they would obviously be uh, minus one and a half and like maybe make the NL anywhere between like minus 180, AL plus 155. He wanted to lay minus two and a half runs. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, to what point, you know, could he get, you know, how many action points could he get on that? So you just, you know, have a look at it and you figure, well, I mean, if he's laying two and a half runs, you go back and say, well, it's obviously something I should have probably put up because it's, it's going to probably be bet even more. And then you have to take a look at the other side of it is, you know, who's going to lay a, a heavy number to take two and a half runs. So the alternate run lines. Uh, is something that became a part of the menu for all the all-star games. Um, you know, PS, um, he got like, I think it was plus 250 for every dollar that he bet. Um, there was a lot of zeros to that wager, and uh, he won that one. <laughs> That's when we woke up to alternate run lines. That was some time ago. <laughs> so I, I, I like it, but... So- I will be honest with a few times I do bet MLB, not just the all-star game, but when I am bored and I just feel like putting money on a game, I'm one that I actually prefer the run line over the money line. And you know, me and football, Robert, I love points. I'm a spread person, but when it comes to baseball, I just feel like in so many games, I don't get the value. I, unless I want the underdog, if, if I see a good value with an underdog, I will take the underdog money line. But most of the time, I like the favorite, and I like the favorite if they're away. And I will lay, or yeah, the favorite when they're if they're away, and I will lay points with them. I will do take the minus one point five run line. What do you see mostly in? Because I know in football, you know, you get both spread bets and you get money line bets pretty pretty popularly. But is there a big discrepancy with people taking the money line versus the run line in baseball? Ali, you just unearthed a nice little gem. You're absolutely right. So let's just say like Atlanta, right? Atlanta scoring in bunches every single time. And then when they win, they typically win by two or more. Why lay a big number? Especially now we're on the they're on the road, right? So if they're on the road, uh, you don't have to worry about them being at home and only winning. Yeah, okay, you know, we only have to win by one and you don't really have a chance to win by two if it's, you know, late. If they're on the road, they're obviously going to be a shorter price. And if you're laying one and a half, you're going to get a nice little chunk. Well, if they're already going to win, uh, they're typically going to win by two or more. So yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and you know add, add an additional 75, 85 cents uh, to your winnings there. Absolutely. That's yeah. the way to do it. 
I, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Like, like that's the one time I will like, because I get, I like value. I'm not one that like, I like, you know, minus 120, minus 135. One, I, I don't like not getting value. I'm all about the plus money. So if I get value with laying a, a run and a half with like a good team, like, like if the Braves are playing, you know, someone like the Cardinals, who's in last place in their division, I, I would totally home or away lay one and a half with the Braves. How about you? Absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. No need to really, you know, look at, you know, the game and, and, and have to analyze it any deeper than that. Are you obviously going to see a team that's vastly superior? I mean, we're already in July, right? So we know who's good and who's not, who should be, you know, relegated to triple A. So these are the teams that you can easily and comfortably say, I, you know, I, I could see them winning, you know, and then if they're going to win, they'll win by two. So, you know, don't don't lay the big number, lay the run and a half, uh, you know, as long as you could see the matchup, you know, playing out correctly and uh, end up winning a lot more, you know, for your stake than, you know, if you had to lay, let's say, a 190 or a 200. Yeah, totally agree. Yes. Well, that is all the time we have for today. I know Robert and I could keep talking and talking, but we're going to save your ears. But I know <laughs> we were about to sign off, Robert, and then we went off on another tangent. But <laughs> Before we sign off, any other advice or anything to give the audience when it comes to betting the All-Star game? I would look at the lineup once it's put out first. Don't make any wagers until you see the actual batting order on both sides. And then that's how you can start to pick up, pick apart all of your propositions. I guess I know I said we're over, but one more question I have. <laughs> if you bet a pitcher, say you bet so-and-so, to have under 0.5 strikeouts. Yes. And even though the pitcher's on the roster for the All-Star game but never gets in the game, is that bet still live or is that's that negative? It's a great question, Allie. That's a refund. Most places yeah. it should be a refund. I know it's going to be here with us at Zen Sports. Yeah, and then the same thing batting, right? If Say you bet, you know, I don't know, Acuna, even though he's going to play, you know, uh, under 0.5 hits. Right. And he get an at-bat then that doesn't qualify, correct? Same way. Yeah, you need to have one plate appearance or throw one pitch to have action. Which, to just so our listeners are aware, because I know some people might get confused, but a walk still counts as a play, plate appearance, correct? Exactly. All right, so just everyone, don't forget that. But I thank everyone for joining. I hope everyone enjoys the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. I definitely will watch a few innings on, on Tuesday. Hopefully it will be exciting and fun it is nice to see the stars compete against each other and everyone gather together on the field i've never been to mariners ballpark but i had a friend that went last summer that said it's beautiful up there so i'm looking forward to see the game yep played there all right everyone robert and i will be back next week we'll probably be talking football since next week literally there is no sports going on unless you're watching the mlb all-star game so we will talk to you then all right bye-bye